Welcome to the Ancestral Findings Podcast. The 1870 U.S. Federal Census is a valuable tool for genealogists looking for their families in America just after the Civil War. It is a census of a few important firsts, as well as one of a controversy that still gets brought up among social scientists to this day. In today's episode, we'll dig deeper in the 1870 U.S. Federal Census. The 1870 U.S. Federal Census was the first one conducted after the Civil War and was taken from June 1, 1870 to August 23, 1870. It has a lot of firsts associated with it in terms of previous U.S. censuses, as well as some controversies surrounding it. It is the first U.S. Federal Census to count African American populations in any kind of detail. Previous censuses had only recorded those who were free, while the whole African-American population was free in the 1870 census. It is also the first census where all of the hundred largest cities in the United States reported populations of more than 10,000, and it was the last U.S. federal census that was conducted by U.S. Marshals as enumerators. Later censuses used private citizens as enumerators, who applied for the job. The population of the United States showed a 22% increase from the 1860 U.S. Federal Census. Yet, the total population count of nearly 39 million people was controversial because many citizens and census professionals believed it underestimated the true populations of larger places, such as the states of New York and Pennsylvania. With the 1870 U.S. Federal Census, assistant U.S. Marshals were hired and supervised by U.S. Federal Marshals to enumerate the census. The Marshals had to return the census questionnaires to the Census Office in September of 1870, and the penalties for refusing to answer questions asked by an enumerator were extended to all of the questions on the census, not just the primary ones. Also, The previous slave questionnaires were redesigned to be used to accurately reflect the newly free African-American population in the United States. The 1870 U.S. Federal Census is one of the few to have a mortality schedule attached to it, reflecting U.S. citizens and residents who had crossed over during the prior year. The 1870 mortality schedule showed a 0.03% decrease in national mortality from 1860 and a 0.11% decrease from the 1850 U.S. Federal Census. These lower mortality rates indicate a higher standard of living in the United States over the previous two decades. This can at least partially be attributed to the Industrial Revolution and an improvement in medical knowledge as well as an improvement in the type and quality of modern technology. Wealth in the United States also increased from the 1860 census, going up by 17.3% to a total national wealth of just over $14 billion. New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and Ohio were the biggest state contributors to this increase in national wealth. The bulk of the newly generated wealth was in the northeastern American states, as well as in some of the newer states like Wyoming, 
which were building their economies thanks to the gold rush and increased settlement by eastern pioneers. In the matter of firsts, the 1870 U.S. federal census was the first one to ask the state or country of origin of respondents. This was done to get a more accurate picture of the states that had more native-born Americans and which ones had more immigrants. Not surprisingly, New York City had the largest number of foreign-born residents, who made up 44% of the city's population. Other cities with large populations of foreign-born residents in this census included Chicago, Philadelphia, San Francisco, and St. Louis. This showed a large ethnic and cultural change in the United States overall between 1860 and 1870, largely as a result of more immigrants coming to the nation after the Civil War ended, and in more eastern people moving west, and an increase of people moving across state borders in general, as they tried to find their places in the newly reunified nation. This census also asked if any male citizens aged 21 and over were ineligible to vote in federal elections for any reason other than rebellion in the Civil War or any other crime. This usually meant that someone could not vote because they were illiterate or could not pay a poll tax if one was required in their state, both things that were later declared unconstitutional. The controversy of undercounting the population in New York and Pennsylvania for this census was so outspoken, in spite of the assertion by Francis Walker, superintendent of the 1870 U.S. federal census, that the counting was done accurately and in a clear and standardized way, the president made the unprecedented order to do a recount in those two states. The growth rate in New York and Pennsylvania was not as large on the census results as citizens expected, which resulted in the claims of undercounting, with the general belief being that many people were missed on the count because they would not answer their doors because of unseasonably cold weather. After the recount, Pennsylvania's population only increased by 2.5%, and New York's only increased by 2%. This showed that the census, as originally counted, was actually largely accurate, and that the growth rate in New York and Pennsylvania was as it presented itself to be on the original census count. The allegations of undercounting on the 1870 census were brought up again after the count of the 1890 census was taken. With the 1890 census, the national population growth was shown to be much lower between 1880 and 1890 than it was between 1870 and 1880. Citizens allege that the 1870 census must have undercounted by around 1.2 million people to account for this discrepancy. This issue has been studied for decades by census researchers, and no exact reason for the discrepancy has been discovered. In fact, modern social scientists believe that the 1870 census was not nearly as severely undercounted as the 1890 investigators believed it to be. Instead, modern social scientists believe the non-response rate on the 1870 U.S. federal census was about the same as it was in both previous and subsequent U.S. federal censuses.
Thanks for listening to the Ancestral Findings Podcast. Check out AncestralFindings.com for additional free genealogy resources and weekly giveaways. Happy searching. Happy searching.